Welcome to the Not Your Average Church Girl podcast. This is the last episode with Flor and Diana and their experiences and love. They end with sharing where they are now in their journey. Enjoy. Santo. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Um, Jesus. It's what, what, what's interesting about our relationship is that, you know, being friends with them, it has given me an insight on my own mother. Because she was a single mom, same story, you know, different dudes, abusive dudes, um, drug addicts, you know, um, manipulative men. And I watched it all like Jackie. I was there Mm. and um, trying my best to, you know, we're going to get through this one, too. We're going to get through this (laughs) one. And um, I think that's why it was so important for me to be like, I don't need a man. Yeah, I. And I'm not saying all the men in my life are bad because I have good uncles. I have good uncles who treat their wives right. They treat them well. You know, they're not perfect, but they treat them well. But they weren't really involved in my life, per se. You know, they had their own families. And I have, like, one uncle, my Tio Quito. He's probably the only one that's really been the closest. And he's not a bad man. He's not a bad uncle. I have good men. You know, my cousins are decent dudes, too. But in my head, I'm just like, romantically, I don't want a man in my life. Mm. I don't want them to ever think. I don't want them to have a hold on me that I saw that they had on my mom. Yeah. I never want a man to ever think he has that upon me. And then when that happened to me, I was like, well, damn. (laughs) 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 I had to face my own. Mm -hmm. I had to realize, like, I, I entered this because I was desperate for affection. I thought a man completed me because I was feeling this pressure. And so four years passed and my heart was just closed. I'm just like, I don't trust my decision. Mm. I don't trust me to not fall into the same pitfalls. I'm not going to do that. And it was interesting because from 27 to 30, I kept hearing the same damn thing. You're still single. You still don't have kids. This is from everyone, whether you they were in church or not, family or friends, co-workers, same thing, you know. But I don't understand why you're single. You're such a great woman. And and that would play on me. It wasn't until I I want to say I turned I, w- I think I was either going to turn 30 or had just turned 30. I was having sushi with my tia Angelica in San Diego, downtown San Diego. And she's just asking me about me, you know. How have you been, mija? You know, how's everything going? And she's always invested in me, you know. Like, she supported me when I went to Bible school. And do it, mija. Always encouraged. My tias have always been like that with me. And this particular day, I hear the question, so are you dating anybody? I'm like, no, I'm still single. So I don't have kids. But, you know, it's okay. And she looked at me. She goes, well, who said you have to be married and have kids? That was the first person that ever told me that in my whole entire life. Because, again, all I hear growing up is when you get married and have kids, when you nothing about now that I'm in because at this point I'm in ministry, I have moved to the O.C. I was a pastor now, youth pastor, right, in the suburban area and and enjoying ministry. And I and I still was longing to be married and have kids. And this was the first time someone said, who said that you have to? Just having a real honest conversation. And that was the first time I thought, 
oh, I've never really seen what my life might look like without a husband and kids. That's just what I've always longed for. And yes, it was because, you know, you hear it growing up, but also because I didn't grow up in that. I didn't grow up with two parents and what I thought a perfect family was supposed to look like. Because I didn't grow up in that, I desperately wanted to know what that felt like. And not having the male affection, I had to be honest with myself, I may have said I never want a man to control me or have that kind of control, but I still desperately wanted that affection. And so um, that was the first time I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't consider that. She's like, Mija, you're third. You're, you're only thirty. Not, I'm already thirty. Because I hear that. Don't get me wrong. She loves being a wife. She loves being a mom. She loves it. But now she's just like, but who says you have to be married in your twenties, man? And who says you have to be married at all? Go, go see the world. She's like, Mia, your your life does not revolve around just having a family. There's so much that you can do. There's other things to do than have a family. Yes, that's great if you get to do it. Great. She's like, but your life shouldn't revolve around that. And then my mind was changed for my 30s. And I was like, okay, I'm open to it. But that's now no longer my focus. Now I'm just like, okay, who am I? That was my mindset for the 30s was like, what is, what do I like to do? What, you know, you know, people call it, what's my purpose? What's my calling? Whatever. And I don't do just one thing. So I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? You know, what should I be focusing on? And, and, and then, um, so that happened and I, I, I started doing more ministry things and, you know, my role change at church and, you know, I was experiencing all these different types of roles and, ex- and, and I was just loving it and thriving. So all these journeys you're hearing about first husband, yeah. second husband, those are separate journeys. We're not really conversating with each other. And then our journeys m- meet, yeah. cross again. Um, unfortunately, out of a tragedy. Out of yeah. a, unfortunately, out of a tragedy. But um, it was great timing. Yeah. It was great timing because we're all in this process of healing. Right. Right. Or I'm because by then we're, we're all in a new relationship. You guys are in yes. new relationships. And I remember coming in and meeting your dudes. Yeah. And already I was like this. Mm. <laughs> so you the new one. Huh? <laughs> what up? And I re- your husbands you were all nice. You. Like, hey, heard so much about you. I was like, I don't know you. Yeah, I know you not one bit. I mean, I know you kind of because you were my cousin's coach, but that's it. Yeah. I know you fool from nothing. Yeah. I don't know nothing. I'm not trying to be your friend. Uh, I'm new to this. No, yeah. <laughs> I just reconnected with them. Let's start with them. You all can come later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It really was like that. Yeah. I was very standoffish for, you know, yeah. reasons because of what you yes. did. I'm just like, I don't know these fools. Mm-hmm. But I will say, can can you imagine how our kids felt? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no. I remember watching them with you guys. Just watching them, because I was very skeptical. I yeah. was just like, I mean, what am I gonna do? Nothing. But I'm just just judge <laughs> and give side eye. <laughs> Mad dog them. But I remember watching them with you. I was like, oh, that's different. Yeah. Oh, and then like watching your guys' reactions to them, I was like, oh, that's different. 
that doesn't look the same from uh, five six years ago yeah. that just them you individually and then seeing your relationships i was like oh wait this is different like a good different yeah like a good different like a healthy wow. different yeah in my eyes Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to give these fools a chance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that. So you done left the homeboy, Flor. <laughs> the homeboy. Not the, the homeboy. The, the criminal. The criminal, <laughs> the right. And you're like thinking about your kids. You're yeah. just like, I can't believe this damage. Oh, yeah. Just totally like, um, just, it was like a, just like a bomb went off, you know, and and I was left um, with pretty much nothing, you know. It was a, it was a relationship where you, you know, you do what I say and you have everything. You don't do what I say, you have nothing. So, you know, he um, took away money, took away cards, took away cars. cars. I'm sorry. Yeah, took away, you know, health insurance. Left me with zero. So, kids and I, you know, we we. We moved into this little two-bedroom apartment, and um, I started working, and I had to, like, just begin from nothing, nothing, literally nothing, and make make miracles with a very limited income. Um, it affected my oldest son um, a lot. He was um, attending um, Arizona State at that time, and um, we were able to have him there because of his income and he had to come home and that was devastating to him um and so you know just learning how to uh, regain my uh, my independence and i i this just stands always stands out in my mind um going to buy groceries with my money mm-hmm. and it felt so liberating and so like i was so proud that I'm using my money um, that I work for to now take care of all of these children. And in some way, somehow, I am going to um, make this happen and I'm going to take care of my kids. And they're not going to have to um, feel the way that they were feeling and I'm not going to have to um, live in that torment anymore. Um, So I had to, like... Um, learn to be alone I hadn't been alone since I was 15 years old there was always a man in my life um, that I felt like I needed Um, and um, a lot of it is because um, just the lack of love that I um, didn't you know I didn't grow up in and I'm and realizing that um, I was always wanting or needing a man to pay attention to me to make me feel um, all the things that I associated with love. And so, um, I spent some time alone and, and just focusing on my children and going to church. And, you know, church was always kind of in, uh, uh, in and out of my, of my life, of my daily life. I was, I wasn't 100%, um, um, committed all the time um but there was always his presence and always his always a desire to know him i always knew there was a god in the in the uh mix there was there was you know god alongside me although 
when I was in that um, uh, domestic violent relationship, um, I was angry. I was angry at God for giving me this husband. <laughs> How ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Blame God when it goes bad. Right. <laughs> and so um, a lot of in and out, a lot of, but I always knew like God is doing something, mm. you know, what is it? And there was a lot of conversation with him and a lot of back and forth, a lot of tug and war, a lot of um, questions and a lot of like, um, who are you? Like, who are you really in my life? And, but I, like, I also knew, like, there is this God, mm. and he is good, and I want my children to know him. So I, like, try to, like, expose my children to him, although I didn't have it all together. I didn't have it, you know, I wasn't, <coughs> um, I knew I wasn't in the place I needed to be, but I still was like, like desperately like searching like for this relationship with this, this God that um, I knew loved me, but I didn't understand him, mm. you know? And so through time, I started to um, just, you know, seek him out um more and when i stopped um living my life for myself like i need a man i need i need love i need affection um i need someone just there you know paying attention to me texting me calling me you know hey you want to meet you know <sighs> when i stopped doing that is when i met my husband who is now my husband, wasn't looking, was not interested, didn't want it. <laughs> and I met him in the backyard of Diana's house. <laughs> I was like, what? How, like, I remember going to her daughter's graduation dinner and turning that corner in her backyard and it was just him. Nobody else was there, like, there was a lot of people there, but I, my eyes just went straight to him. And I said, what is this brother doing here? I know Diana. I know all her friends. Like, I know her How circle. How does she know him? <laughs> How does she know him? What is he doing here? Yeah, what, what, what was he doing there? I, Freddie's friend. Oh. oh yeah. My husband. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was just like, what? Like, and so anyways, we ended up at the same, we ended up sitting at the same table. And just conversating with our children at the same table. And it was this, these, this overwhelming feeling at the end of the conversation. You know, we spoke about life. We spoke about our marriages, our failures, our children. Um, and kids involved in the conversation. And um, at the end, he said, do you see marriage again in your future? That was his, the last thing he said to me. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, why are you even asking me this? Like, and in that moment, in that very, very moment, I knew he was going to be my husband. What the? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew it. What did you think about marriage before that question or before even seeing him? 
I didn't, um, I, I thought like, I'm going to be, how can I go into another marriage? Mm. You know, I have two failed marriages, have all these failed relationships. I have children from two different men. Like I, I was, I think like I wanted, I still longed Mm. for that. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, but I also felt like how embarrassing. Mm. Yes. Mine was, I'm undeserving of it. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Till I met my king. <laughs> we'll go into that a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So Dang. It, 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 he kind of took me back, but in but I remember this feeling in my in my chest, like in my heart, like like he will he is going to be my husband. Like I just knew. I just knew. <laughs> and talk about moving fast. Because we were married. 111 days after that day what the yeah first of all yeah so who counts to 111 yeah. <laughs> i counted the days oh my gosh so freddie and yeah. i were dating already yeah. and it was so funny because uh freddie and i had said they're gonna get married before us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we married a year after we met um they met freddie and i met up in february of that year and they met each other in, in the summer. In, in the ju- summer, June. June. Yeah, and they yeah. were married before the end of the year. Yes, yeah. we were married uh, yeah. by the by uh, the end of September. Snap. Yes. No, that was super quick. I had to snatch him up, but <laughs> <laughs> but let's be real. Nothing was fixed. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I had um, husband number one, the second relationship, four children a second marriage that was um, just obliterated me. Didn't even know who I was. And here comes this wonderful Christian, God-fearing, intellectual, intellectual, <laughs> intellectual brother. <laughs> yes. Educated mm-hmm. brother mm-hmm. with a beautiful heart for his children coming with his own uh, baggage from a failed first marriage. Um, And here I come with all my crap and thinking, this is it. This is, you know, this is the fix to it all. Mm. Nothing, nothing had been dealt with. Nothing had been fixed. Um. And I had a lot to process, a lot to deal with. And I think that our, our union, um, I think sometimes I, I view it almost like, um, <laughs> like there are so many broken pieces of me. And um, he, he is almost this like, He's the only person in this entire universe that can handle me. <laughs> and even then, <laughs> I make it very hard. Because that only our, our honeymoon quote-unquote stage was very short because we started to deal with some massive life-changing tragedies, illnesses, so many things that have ha- could have torn us apart. A lot of family dynamic changes so many things and um we are still t- 
together and it's been uh it's going to be 7 years um but there has been a lot of uh healing a lot of dealing a lot of uh processing the last cuz we met when i was 37 um and it there has just been so much to deal unpack mm. on both sides mm. um and i think that the only the the only reason uh that it has not fallen apart is because there is christ in the center of it mm. um and not all n- we're not always um on the same page but we are both believers and i think that is the absolute only reason why i haven't like i ha- i unpacked my ugliness into this marriage and um I- you know we're just here by 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 god's grace and and miracle and because he he is i think because <laughs> he is so um like god fearing even though like it might not be um might might not show all the time um that that is the only reason why we're able to survive and deal with this new blended family that now has seven children yeah well they're not even children anymore no they're not they're (laughs) not but i call them children they're your guys they're your children they're just not children not yeah yeah, he's so patient. Both of your husbands are so patient, it makes me sick. <laughs> I get impatient. That I was like, so you guys are really not going to yell or get mad? You're just going to calmly walk away? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to say, we'll talk about this later, and walk away? I'm sitting there like, what? See, we, we want to fight. And so it's not even my relationship. <laughs> I'm over here like, so no one going to fight up in here? <laughs> You're just going to walk away calmly. Yeah. What the heck kind of crap is that? Yeah. I'm not going to feel awkward here. I don't feel that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) That just goes to show like the unhealthy relationships that we've been surrounded with. And I, I, um, I don't have a lot of experience. I don't, but the experience I do have has not been great. It hasn't, it's been trash and that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm not saying you have to have all this experience and I'm not saying you're bad if you have this kind of experience. For me, I, you know, I came before the Lord and I realized like I thought I needed to be complete with a man, complete with children. Mm-hmm. And um and the Lord's like, "No, you're only complete in me." And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Not in ministry, not in titles, not in experiences, only in me, just in me. And learning what that looks like, really look looks like, and growing in that. Yeah. Because for me, I'm just like, I never, I never want to put it on a man that he needs to complete me. Yeah. Or that he needs to heal or fix these things. Right. Because that's not his job. And, um, and I knew, I know that, you know, but again, if, um, I, I know where I'm at. I know the hurt I have and have healed from still healing from, you know, um, Lord knows I don't want it to be where it's just about him. And that's why I'm so grateful for my tia because she made me think about what I like to do, mm-hmm. what I want to do. And when I say what I want to do, it wasn't just what I said I want to do for herself. Yeah. But it was more like, because I was in a relationship with Christ at the time, I'm like, okay, Lord, 
what do you have planned for me? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, all these, especially in my 30s, I, I knew it was going to look different. It was going to look different than my cousin's life. It was going to look different than my friends. It was just going to look different, and yeah. that's okay. And being learning to be comfortable with that, and not just comfortable, being content. And for me, I find joy in that. Mm-hmm. I find joy that I'm, I'm following this plan, and if it means no marriage and no kids, that's fine. If it means um, marriage later, yeah. my 40s and my 50s, that and all for some people they're like no girl I can't do that but that's where I'm at in my life I've f- I'm at 38 um, you know I see friends getting married having kids and I love it yeah I am genuinely happy for them I have there's no you know jealousy or regret it's just like that's so cool I love that I get to be part of this right. and 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 I love it too because now my family and my friends are on board now like okay your life is just gonna look different. Yeah. <laughs> and then their focus on for me has just been more on like, so what do you need for us to help you mm. with what you're doing? Mm. You know, ministry, whatever, anything that I'm doing. And and that's great. And I love that. And I hope that I can be that for other women and people, you know. So let's get to your, your husbands. <laughs> so we know how you met. Yeah. Mr. Overton. Mm-hmm. Mr. Overton. But we didn't hear how you met Freddie. Right. Which is the name of her husband. <laughs> her husband now. Yes, his name is Freddie. And um, where I had left off was uh, the part where I uh, was going through uh, self-therapy. <laughs> cleansing. I mean, literally cleansing of, uh, you know, of things I was doing in my life. Um, cleansing of uh, phone numbers. Cleansing of... <laughs> <laughs> a, a mess that I had created um, and looking for help and I think it's very important uh, and key what you said um, I wanted to l- to know what my value was in God what who I was in God before stepping into another relationship um, because I had these failed relationships and because you know I did pick them and I picked them for the wrong reasons, you know. And so I started working on myself before I met Freddie. Um, in the midst of that, um, I did meet him pretty quickly. It was about, I want to say, four to five months when I was going through this process. And um, he actually helped me learn again um, what the love of God looked like not religiously but what his love was because I at that point had not forgave myself for the mess that I had caused for me being the cause of my divorce um for me in my mind I've had um cre- um created not created but like done the worst sin ever that could not I cannot go back from it and I was gonna die a sinner <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I had committed the worst mm-hmm. sin. That mm-hmm. was the word I was looking for. And I had that engraved in my mind and I couldn't get it out. And I was undeserving of a man who was going to be faithful. And because of what I had done, I was I was probably going to end up with someone um, that was going to treat me bad. But anyways, um, so he helped me along the way um, uh, to realize and remember God's grace God's love that he is a forgiving God and not a God of 
judgment mm. of rules. And, um, but Freddie and I um, knew each other from high school. Freddie was actually my biggest crush in high school. Fred and I went out twice in high school, but because of life circumstances, he moved away. And I always had a big crush <laughs> for Freddie. We met up, um, gosh, I hadn't seen him in like over 15 years at a, wow. at a reunion from school. Um, and just hit it off from there. We started with conversations and, um, you can tell there was still attraction for each other there. We, we liked each other. We started dating and, um, eventually we got married. Um, we were still each dealing, you know, with, with, uh, our baggages and, um, I almost didn't stay with him because of his anger issues. <laughs> 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 I had to learn to show him grace just as he was showing me grace. But, um, yeah, that's how we met up and we got engaged six months into our relationship and married about a year. When you say anger, you don't mean like violence. Just no, so people it was a very that. short fuse and he, um, yeah, would get mad very easily. And, and he learned that it was because of his own insecurities and he started working on that, you know. And we did start coming to counseling with uh, our pastor at that time, and, and that helped a lot. Um, just being very open and honest and knowing, you know, at this time we were 39. We we were done playing games. He yeah. had uh, two children with two other previous relationships and um, failed relationships as well, and we, we were done. Yeah. It's like we just want to grow up and um, do things right now, you know, and he was – willing to to accept my children as his children he knew what he was coming you know into and and I fell in love with him even more because of how he loves my children so yeah that's how we met and we've been married six years now and um it's been great it's been a learning process and it's been uh also me learning um a lot of learning on my end too of um of like i'm not right all the time (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) i refuse to believe that (laughs) a lot of grace and love definitely but um yeah it's been great so those are our journeys y'all thank you ladies um for sharing thank you for being there during my walks yeah my walks in life thank you for being there for us (laughs) as well (laughs) And um, I, it's great to see what the Lord is doing in our lives yeah. and in our children. And and healing doesn't happen overnight. No, healing from broken relationships. Healing. I think it's ongoing. It, it's ongoing, and we have to be aware of that. And as you were speaking right now, I remembered um, before I married Freddie, I had to have that conversation with myself and God. Like, uh, what is your value? Because I was starting to feel insecure again and what's going to happen is this marriage going to fail is this uh, you know I just started thinking the worst and um I prayed 
I ask God to help me, to give me the security in him, um, to give my, to to know my value in Mm. the Lord. It's not just because I found the perfect husband. It's not because of him. I can't re and to realize, like you said earlier, not to rely on my husband to fulfill my needs. It has to come from God. It has to come from him first because man will fail me. My man will fail me. Mm. And when that happens, you know, it can become ugly. If I still expect to those voids in my heart to be completed by man. So that that's very important. So um, just praise God for that. If anything, I I can just maybe just say this last thing. Um, After all of this, I think that. What one of the biggest lessons I've learned um, is that a life apart from Jesus is really truly no life. Like my the majority of my life, I've spent it apart from Him, and it it has been only a life of just pain and suffering. And not saying that living a life in Christ doesn't bring that, because it it, it does, to be honest. Um, but there is no hope when you're living apart from him um we still we carry that hope and that that desire of uh of joy even in the midst of all the brokenness and the hurt and the pain um we there is still joy and there's that hope of a life with him so Amen. Well, thank you, my Amen. friends, of course. for joining me, for <laughs> being open and honest about your journeys, about your experiences. And um, I hope all of you who have listened um, have been blessed by this. And um, you can find me on Instagram at not.youraveragechurchgirl. Thank you again uh, for taking the time to listen and um, see you on the next one. Bye.